Welcome to the MTechCast, where we talk to industry experts about emerging technologies. Brought to you by CompTIA's Emerging Technology Community. Hello, and welcome to the MTechCast. My name is Jim Hamilton, and I'm your host for today. And I'm very pleased to have Jim Gitney, who is the CEO of Group 50, on our podcast today. Hello, Jim, and welcome. Thank you, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, a pleasure is ours. So I understand you um, work with Group 50 uh, in the area of supply chain, uh, and in particular, uh, you're uh, particularly focused on some fascinating new technologies, uh, blockchain and IoT. Can you just tell us a, a little bit about your company and how you came to focus on these technologies? Sure. So I started Group 50 in 2004 after spending 25 years in corporate America, predominantly in operations and supply chain. We are subject matter experts in the supply chain and a couple of years ago decided that we needed to better understand disruptive technologies that were coming down the pike. After significant amount of research, we identified blockchain and IoT, the Internet of Things, as two technologies that we needed to really know well because they are going to significantly change the way the supply chains around the world work. That's a big claim um, that that this disruptive technology is going to make that big of a change. Uh, tell me a little bit about blockchain and by extension IoT on what makes it so disruptive. So blockchain is a nascent technology and much of the conversation around how disruptive it's going to be and what it's going to do to the supply chain is theoretical. But over the last 18 months, there has been significant advances in the application of blockchain into food services. For example, Walmart is going to require all of their leafy green suppliers to track their product on IBM's food safety network. And Maersk, which is one of the largest container shipping companies in the world, is now has a blockchain system for tracking containers and the product inside those containers when they're shipped from a factory to a customer. That's been so popular and it's worked so well that over half of the container shipping companies in the world are now part of that consortium. So... Those are just two examples where we're starting to see blockchain have a significant impact on how supply chains are managed. Yeah, so it's really interesting, but what is it that makes it so special? So maybe walk us through blockchain as a solution and what efficiencies does it produce? Um, clearly, it's being applied in very large applications, as you just gave a couple of examples. But take us into the technology and, and where is where is the value that it's providing? So blockchain is the underlying technology to cryptocurrencies or Bitcoin. And uh, it was, there's a new version of it that's much more business friendly called Hyperledger. And that product allows you to take blockchain and apply it to the supply chain. Now, what does that mean? When I manufacture a product, I start with a raw material and add value across a whole series of different sequences or a whole series of processes. Let's talk about farm to table. So a seed manufacturer 
gives seeds to a farmer, who grows lettuce, who gives it to a trucker, who gives it to a manufacturer, who gives it to a retailer, who sells it to a consumer. I, as a consumer, want to know the chain of custody. I want to know where that lettuce came from. I want to know who handled it, what was done to it. And so if I'm standing in a grocery store and I'm looking at a table of organic lettuce, I want to know that it's truly organic. Now, blockchain gives me chain of custody if I don't add anything else to it. It's an immutable ledger. It can't be changed. That ledger is owned by many, many, many people. And so I have a higher trust level that the product that I'm buying is what it is described to be. When I add IoT to it, what it allows me to do is understand the provenance of that lettuce during its manufacturing cycle or its life cycle. And so I know that when it was in a truck, it was kept at the right temperature. I know that when it was in the manufacturing facility that it was cleaned with the appropriate chemicals and solutions. I know that it was kept at the right temperature in the retail environment so that when I buy the lettuce, I know two things. I know that it truly is organic because the farmer used the appropriate fertilizers, et cetera. And I know that it is going to have maximum shelf life because the temperatures were measured and recorded on the blockchain. So I know when I buy a package of lettuce, the complete provenance and a complete chain of custody of that lettuce during its life cycle. And that same example can be applied to healthcare, can be applied to aerospace, can be applied to the airline industry. And one of the big things that blockchain does is uh, around supporting the non-counterfeiting desires of retailers, artists, musicians, et cetera. Right. So say more a little, little bit more about that, because I think that gets right to the heart of things, right? So, um, you know, take that lettuce example. Uh, how does it prevent uh, counterfeiting from organic lettuce, for example? If I'm standing in the store and I'm looking at this bag of organic lettuce, I know that that bag that says it's organic truly has lettuce in that bag that was grown organically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can do the same thing in the milk industry. I know when I buy a gallon of milk that says it's organic, that the cows it came from were fed appropriately in order to justify the organic label. But let's talk about Gucci bags. Sure. It's estimated that counterfeiting is going to take three or four trillion dollars out of the global market and impacts four or five million jobs a year from the people who make high-end products. So I could apply blockchain to that where I'm standing in the store, I want to buy a Gucci bag for my wife, and I can scan a barcode and see the complete chain of custody and know that it truly came from Gucci Mm. and not from some other manufacturer who has knocked off the the Gucci design. So it, impri- it provides confidence and trust to the, to the consumer is, is what I'm hearing because they've got um, technology that, that implicitly provides that. Well, it's confidence, trust, but that only happens via transparency. Mm. And so when I can go look at a barcode label 
and see the complete chain of custody and the complete provenance of a product. That's transparency at its pinnacle. CompTIA benefits provide members with a wealth of resources that, when leveraged, result in measurable impact, helping to grow IT businesses and careers. Become a member today at comptia.org register. So one of the things we were chatting earlier, and I, I, I like this idea, and that is because trust is implied, what does that do for efficiencies in the supply chain? Like, how is this going to make things disruptive? How is this going to have a big picture impact on our economy and the way we do business with one another? So we can talk about two examples that are near and dear to my heart. About 20%, or it's estimated that about 20% of corporate overhead, that non-value-added activities inside of a corporation are focused on valued validation. Validation, so quality inspections, uh, what they call three-way match, where uh, somebody in an accounting department is matching an invoice with a purchase order, with a shipping manifest, with the quality report before that customer or that vendor gets paid. And so we have these kinds of validations in the regulatory and compliance industry. Uh, these kinds of validations are happening all over the supply chain. If I know when a product comes into my back door in my factory that everything I've, that everything I've asked for has been delivered, Using a smart contract, I can validate with certainty that everything I had asked for had been delivered, including the quantity, including the quality requirements, including the shipping requirements, all of those things. A smart contract can immediately release payment to the trucking company and to the vendor, and at the same time, uh, move away from me having to have that overhead resource to validate that series of transactions and activities inside of my factory. It's estimate. I, I believe that the value of the, the disruption associated with that and counterfeiting it will impact global GDP by four or five trillion dollars uh, over the next few years. That's fascinating. Uh, it, this technology is so fundamental to our economy, how we do business, uh, even how we work with one another. So where trust is implied, all of these things are implied. It's just fascinating where this, this can take us. Um, I'd like for you to, as, as, as you know, at CompTIA, we work with a lot of solution providers, in particular managed service providers and channel partners who are technology providers working with a lot of small and medium-sized businesses. How could they wrap their hands around this kind of technology? And even more importantly than just wrap their hands, how could they wrap their business around this technology so that they can start profiting from what's really um, compelling technology that, that's going to be disruptive in the years to come? So the really good news is we have a recent example of how to do that. Blockchain and IoT are sort of where the internet was in 1996 or 1997. So if an MSP were to sit back and go, well, what happened to the internet between 1996 and 97 to today? You can see that what's happened is that there's been a, a very fine 
weave of systems, APIs, management systems, core technologies like vendor portals, like um, the internet systems that allow you to sell product, the systems that allow you to deliver in one day, et cetera. All of those things have been built on the internet over the last 25 years. The same exact thing is going to need to happen with blockchain. So we have bits and pieces of the blockchain fabric that are being woven. And if an MSP can take a look at the technology that they have and figure out how it can become part of the blockchain fabric and how that is going to significantly impact the efficiencies inside of a company, then they're going to be able to participate in the blockchain world. So for example, Walmart is going to require by the end of this year, all of their leafy green vegetable suppliers to record information about their product on IBM's food safety network, which is hyperledger based blockchain. Now, there are thousands of farmers out there, tens of thousands of farmers out there, there are tens of thousands of truckers and trucking companies out there and, and producers who are going to be required to have a blockchain of their own for their product. So one of the big opportunities for MSPs is small plug and play blockchain applications that interface with that company's other systems like MRP, ERP, EDI, quality assurance systems, automation, shop floor control systems, et cetera. And so all of those things need to have APIs written. All of those blockchain systems need to be able to aggregate data from IoT devices, from machining centers, from automated wash stations, et cetera. So that fabric continues to need to be woven via small, simple software applications uh, that will interface with today's current technologies. I'm also thinking, given how fundamental this is to how we're going to be doing business in the future, if your clients are all small and medium-sized businesses, you need to understand this fundamental technology and how it fits into a business strategy for your clients and be able to articulate that, uh, never mind the technical pieces, but just being able to think about strategically why you would want to leverage this. Uh, so, yeah. so, so that's a perfect example of Group 50. We created our own blockchain built on an IoT platform called ThinAir, and we've also created a series of five workshops. And one of our offerings is those workshops to small and medium-sized companies to answer the question, is blockchain for me? Do I even need it? Because there's going to be some people who aren't going to need it, let's face it. Right. Uh, and if I do need it, how would I apply it? And then the next piece is how do I build a roadmap around doing a pilot program and then building the technology infrastructure necessary to be able to support its rollout across my entire business. And so interestingly enough, you know, there were people during the build out of the internet, there were lots and lots of people who were experimenting with how to use the internet for 
sales platform for, for commercial purposes, we're going through that same exact situation with blockchain and IoT today. We're going to take a quick break. We are talking to Jim Gitney, CEO of Group 50, and we'll be right back. In an era of perpetual disruption, much of it propelled by breakthroughs in business technology, access to industry insights and expertise is more essential than ever. So is CompTIA. We're your nonprofit global tech association connecting leading innovators with the experienced technology solution providers who together are actively redefining the state of business technology. If your business builds, sells, influences, or drives the adoption of technology, CompTIA is the place for you. We help you and all the levels of your organization succeed through unbiased industry insight, credible guidance, and supportive collaborations that help you transform the way you do business. Become a member today at comptia.org slash register. So I, I, I always like to end our podcast with, you know, thinking maybe 10 years out and, and getting a little bit, um, going out a bit on a limb because uh, 10 years is, is very difficult to predict. Three years these days is difficult to predict. But wh- where do you see this technology going in 10 years? What, what, what's 2030, for example, going to look like and how is blockchain going to fit into it? So here's where we can expand our vision and think about the applications of blockchain to millions of different use cases. If I have the ability to have a system that creates an immutable ledger, one that can't be changed, and one that is trusted by everybody, they call it a trustless system, which means that you don't have to rely on any one individual for maintaining that data set. Uh, I don't like that term. I believe that the, uh, the distributed ledger of information that's immutable and can be trusted can be applied to many things. So let's talk about what the future looks like. Um, I think that we are going to, and I don't think it's 10, 20, 30. I think it's actually 2025, 2026, where we are going to be able to walk up to any product and see its entire history, its chain of custody, and its provenance. What happened to it during its life cycle? Now, where are places that I care about that? So I care about it in the oil and gas industry where 15% of the piping that's used in the oil and gas industry is counterfeit. I care about it when I get on an airplane because I want to know that all of the required maintenance for that airplane has been done. So if you have a choice of... Flying on an airplane, let's assume it's the same cost in similar times and all of those other things are equal, that has a maintenance record of 9.8 versus one that has a maintenance record of 9.4 on a scale of 1 to 10. Which one are you going to choose? The 9.8, right? Absolutely. That's just, that's just one example of what I see blockchain doing. If I stretch out even a little bit further in my vision, I see where each one of us will have our own blockchain, but we might have multiple blockchains. We might have a professional blockchain. We might have a social blockchain. We might have a healthcare blockchain. And so with those three different blockchains, I can have my entire healthcare record history in an immutable ledger 
that I can allow any doctor I go see to have access to. And that right. includes x-rays, that includes blood tests, that includes all the healthcare information around me. And I only give it to the people I give permission to have access to it. I only give it to them for a short period of time. Uh, there are tons of very visionary views out there, including one that I particularly like, where I can actually sell uh, idle processing time on my laptop and the desktops I have here in my office to somebody to be able to do computational services and get paid for it. I see a, I see a day where we no longer have disputes by, from musicians and artists and others who have to worry about whether they're properly getting compensated for their copyrighted work and also worry about whether it's being duplicated without their permission. If you're an MSP, you can start thinking about those real-world problems that are facing all of us in the supply chain. And I view art and music as part of a supply chain. It's a product. And services are exactly the same way. 90% of the maintenance records of airplanes are on paper. Wow. Imagine if you wanted to truly understand what the maintenance history of an airplane was. How difficult would that be? There are very complex products out there like aircraft shafts for helicopters and others that you really do need to have an efficient way to look back and see what happened to that product during its life cycle. And when you can do that, it significantly increases its value. Why? Because I, I now have lowered the risk of that product not being what the seller says it is. And when I have less perceived risk, I put more value behind that. Sure, it's quality, right? You know quality is implied, and uh, that's yeah, fascinating. Well, let's talk about cocoa beans, for example. So Starbucks and several other of the big coffee houses are now tracking cocoa beans from the farm to their stores. Why? Because they've made a commitment to the public that they're only going to buy cocoa beans from coffee growers who are following sustainable practices. Mm. You've got the same exact thing with blood diamonds, for example. Right, You've got right. the same exact thing with child labor in, in China. So I see in five to 10 years where a lot of these major social and supply chain related issues are going to are going to be significantly improved as a result of blockchain. Now, notice I didn't say eliminated, right? Because there's always going to be bad actors out there. But blockchain and the, it, the fact that it is an immutable ledger makes it much, much more difficult to be a bad actor and makes it much easier for me as a manufacturer to only buy from people who are good actors. So that's absolutely inspiring and fascinating, and we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, you've painted a, a picture of, of a better world and a great example of how technology can really make a difference, not just in efficiency in business, but also just in, in our values and, uh, and, and the world we live in. So I'd like to thank you, Jim, very much for being on our podcast today. Um, appreciate you taking the time to be with us. You're welcome, Jim. It's my pleasure. 
Thanks for listening to the MTech Cast. To learn more about CompTIA's emerging technology community, visit comptia.org/communities.